The following podcast, Fresh Perspectives, has been produced by Apari AmeriCorps member and recovery coach Caroline Buckley using the equipment and facilities of Wilmington Community Television, Inc., WCTV. Welcome back to the Fresh Perspectives podcast with your host, Caroline Buckley, from the Wilmington Substance Abuse Coalition. In this episode, we have a great speaker tonight, Colleen Bertolino, who is a certified um, BALM family recovery life coach. BALM stands for Be a Loving Mirror, and she is going to tell us about her experience as a family member with a loved one who has struggled with substance use disorder and her path to becoming a certified family recovery coach. Welcome. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come here and speak and share not only my own family recovery, but my recovery that I've been blessed with from this program, Be a Loving Mirror Bomb, which was created by Beverly Buncher, the founder and owner of the program. But first, I'd like to say why. Why do I do this? Why am I here? I'm a family recovery person, mom. I've been a family member for 20 plus years. My son has struggled with substance use disorder for 20 plus years. Thank you, God, I'm gonna knock on wood <laughs> that he hasn't used in a year and a half. And uh, yeah, through the years I've tried different recoveries, family recovery, Al-Anon, and it was very helpful. And other ones in the program that were very helpful, learn to, hope, learn to cope in the community, very helpful. But I felt for me and my family, there was a missing piece of the puzzle in my family recovery and our family recovery. And I came across the bomb, Be a Loving Mirror. And uh, when I was introduced to the program, I just, it called to me. There's two parts of the program. One is for family members to engage in family recovery. And also they have a family recovery life coach training program. And I just jumped and dove right in. It just called to me. I knew this is what I needed because I was at a point, even though um, my son, when I came across this program, I'd already been engaging in my son's family recovery program at his treatment center. He was in California, and it was a remote program where we were doing family recovery meetings once a week on Sundays, Zoom, which is live video like FaceTime or Skype, and then two private sessions with the um, psychologist twice a month. And it was helpful. That, too, was helpful. They, they did a lot of family educations, and they helped us through boundaries. And, and, and they even helped me set a boundary, which was so big for me, before he came out of treatment to ask him not to live with me. And as his mom, that was so hard for me. That was so hard for me to set that boundary. How many times did I try to set it before he went to treatment? Oh. I don't know. It just was so hard for me, and I would just cave in because he was, he's 42 now. He was in his late 30s then, and it wasn't like in his younger years when he got angry. This was, um, I would set boundaries. I would write contracts with him and my husband and I and sign them for him. If he, he used, he wouldn't be able to live there anymore. But when he came to me crying, crying, like from the inside out, I just couldn't ask him to leave. I couldn't ask him to go back out there. I was so afraid, you know. It was just the fear of losing him and when he'd go out and I wouldn't see him again. So um, what happened, he got into recovery. He, he overdosed and he, um, they actually, he, he, he died and they brought him back to life. 
which was so painful. That was so painful. And they wouldn't even let me see him in the hospital for 10 hours. I showed up, and I couldn't see him. They said, no, you're not allowed to see him. We need to stabilize him. So, again, a very painful experience and um, not, not knowing what to do, what to say. And then when I finally got to see him, I, I was numb. I had, no, I had no clue what to tell him. Then when they discharged him from the hospital, I asked the social worker who had to come, the last person to see him before he got discharged, okay, what next? What treatment center? What are we going to do? Where are you, you going to recognize? Oh, no, we just want to know if he's safe. And I said, are you serious? <laughs> you just want to know if he's safe? You know, he's, he's not even completely off of his high right now. Um, so that whole experience just blew me away, and I just felt helpless and hopeless and lost and frustrated and not knowing what to say to my son. So we, we did get him into treatment in California. He tried to get in treatment around here. There was the issue with the insurance, who takes insurance, what doesn't take insurance. Okay, one took his insurance, and they even have beds for 30 days, but they didn't have any beds available. Um, so it was just a round robin, and he was doing the work, the legwork, and I sat next to him. And um, uh, finally, a friend of mine um, had called me. I shared with her the struggles we were having, and she shared this program in California, and they took him, not his insurance, but they had a sliding scale fee according to his income, which was very affordable, which, of course, my husband and I paid for. So he got in there for four months, and it really helped. And, of course, when they're in recovery and they're in that safe environment, without any of life stress, he was doing really well. So with the help of for four months' recovery of a family program for us, it took four months for us to set the boundary that – we told him that we do not want him to come home to us. But with that, we gave him a resource of a sober house. So he came home, and um, he had a relapse. And this was before I found the bomb, Be a Loving Mirror. So how was I? I want to just explain to people what this program has done for me in this recovery. Before I, he had that relapse, and I called him up out of pure love, pure love that I really wanted him to get well and I yelled and I screamed and I used all kinds of colorful language and what the ba 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 what are you doing you're ruining your life he had one child at the time you're ruining your son's life I can't believe it what are you doing and you know just barraged him with blame and shame and criticism and judgment and of course it didn't do anything but have him go back out there and use again and then I came to this program, Be a Loving Mirror, and um, what did this do for me? It really helped me. You know, we have 12 principles. The first four are called the attitudinal shift. It's really just um, listening to interviews, live rec recordings of interviews of um, people who are experts in the field and talking about how it's a brain disease and learning the changes of change and learning motivational interview and really getting a shift and learning that if I am not contributing to my son's recovery, I am contributing to his addiction. And that was a big, like, kapow, eye-opening to me. I'm, you know, contributing to my son's addiction by the blaming, the shaming, my attitude, my tone. And, and what, what it did is they don't just tell us that that's what we're doing. They teach us how to be a different way. And it's a process. It's not overnight. Just like we expect our loved ones 
to be in recovery and to change and to stay there for so long and to go through all of these, you know, group settings, individual settings. It's the same with the program for the family because it's not just a one-person disease. I know a lot of us have heard that. It's a family disease. Well, it's a family recovery, too. It's not just a family disease. It's a family recovery. So we all need to change. It's a, it's a, the family network, the family system, whatever you want to refer it to because if there's no change in the family, then there's no really getting well, long-lasting. We can get our loved ones in treatment, but then when they come home, I was more afraid when he came home than when he went to treatment. Like, oh, no, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, even though I had four months of family recovery. So now he had an, a, a relapse, and I'm in this program, Be a Loving Mirror. I've learned the stages of change. I've had an attitude shift, which helps me to love, to have an awareness that I am connected to my loved one beyond their addiction. And with that connection, I've also learned new communication. And then I'm always a choice. I'm not stuck. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to agree with them, but I can love them. And I can support him and support his recovery. So I called him up. I waited, as I learned in this program, to get to a place of peace and calmness and to be able to talk to him in a loving tone. And it's not because I learned this I can do this in a minute or in an hour in a day. It took me a few days before I called him. But I knew that would be the most effective way for him to hear what I wanted to say. And... Um, I just called him up and I said, hey, so, you know, what happened? Tell me what happened. And he told me what happened. And the big, big recovery is I shut up. I shut up and I listened, which was so not like me before. <laughs> and I heard what he was saying and I heard it. And he says, Mom, making progress. You know, this was just a, a short little thing. It wasn't like a full-blown relapse. And, you know, these are the words he said to me. And I, you know, I, I only did it, and then I stopped. And it, was, it was, wasn't even a half a day, never mind a whole day or days or weeks. And I knew he was making progress. And why did I know he was making progress? Because I learned about the stages of change, that they recycle. You know, there's all these changes about preparation, contemplation, pre-contemplation, action. You know, I always thought, like most people, he should be in action. He should be in action. But, you know, people, when they make a change of a habit, whether it's quitting smoking or eating healthy or exercising or, you know, stopping the use of a substance, it takes sometimes many, many times through these cycles of these stages of change before they really get the new way of living, you know, that they stop that habit or create a new healthy habit. So I had this information and I knew it. So when I heard it, I didn't think it was a bunch of BS, which I would have thought before this program I was in. So then I, I learned how to reflect. You know, I said, yeah, I can really hear. I can hear in your voice, you know, that you know you've made progress. And, and I didn't tell him what he should do, what he shouldn't do. So I said, so again, the, now comes the motivational interviewing I learned. I said, so tell me, what are you going to do different this time? And he said something. He was talking about it. And, and I had this like little angel of the bomb and the little devil of the non-bomb thinking, the little devil's thinking, yeah, right, like that's going to help. And But my bomb, of course, won and listened and knew what he was saying had a lot of credence to it. He was saying, you know, I got to go back to the gym. I got to work out. You know, and I, I, like I said, I would have previously probably said something, not just thought it like, yeah, right, like that's going to help. 
But I knew how essential that was. I learned about recovery not only for myself but for my son for loved ones that it's essential that they have that component they I mean meetings are great and all of you know the education they get and their new way of living but they're not going to go to meetings 24 7 there's a balance in life that we all need including somebody who is trying to stop the use of a substance and um I learned that. I learned that. So I said, yeah, yeah, I can hear that you really, you know, you really know where you're at. You really know what was missing and you really know what's going to work. And, and I said, well, what else? Is there anything else? And again, I shut up. <laughs> like that is like unbelievable for me that I got that gift to shut up and listen. And, you know, he said, yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't reach out to my recovery coach and that's something I know that I need to do and I'm going to do and that's going to change. You know, so I said, again, I just reflected. It really sounds like, you know, you know where you're going to go with all this and how it's going to help you. And, you know, we ended with I love you instead of previously what it would have been like is um, without this recovery, him just saying, I got to go, my hanging up, not wanting to listen to me. And, I, and he wouldn't answer my call for the next few days or maybe even weeks, you know, but instead... We maintained a loving relationship. That's what this program taught me, to maintain a loving relationship. And he hasn't used in a year and a half, and that's a miracle. It's not a guarantee. We don't guarantee anybody, anybody that comes into this program that that's going to happen. We guarantee you're going to get your life back. You know, just like somebody who's a loved one in recovery, you know, if they work their program, their life will change. And that's what we guarantee in this program. You work your family recovery program and you will change. In the meantime, we also help you be your loved one's best chance at recovery. So, did I know that was going to happen? I didn't have that conversation with my son so I could control him, you know. I just knew I walked away with peace. I didn't hate myself because of the way I talked to him. And the next time I called him, he picked up the phone and we talked. You know, it wasn't like he ignored me, ignored my calls, didn't want to talk to me. So, you know, that's what this program has given me. You know, we, we say the first four principles, we have 12 principles that are attitudinal shift to educate the family and help them have an attitude shift. The next four are action. We say there is action you can take. You know, that was a big thing for me. Like, what can I do before this? What can I do? There's nothing I can do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I was so afraid. I was walking on eggshells. This is after he was in recovery and coming home. You know, not like trying to get him into recovery or while he was in recovery. So, I still had that fear. That fear was driving me to not know what to say or to have the relationship with my son that I wanted to have. So we do teach you actions you can take. And um, then we also have the last four principles of relationships, you know, which is the foundation of who we are and who we're being and who we want to be. Relationship first with yourself, then with others, then with you know, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it spiritual, the universe, something beyond yourself, your own thinking, your own ego. Because I know myself, my thinking, you know, got us to a place where, you know, we at a lot of points had a toxic um, relationship. Uh, there was one point years ago, he was estranged from us for a year and a half to two years. No communication. <laughs> he lived one town over. Because I was like always sending him cards, calling him up, knocking on his door. He never answered. Just completely cut us off. So I know myself through the years, I need help. I, I said, something's, 
something's got to change here. And, you know, just like we always hear, you know, you, you know, it changes with me, the person in the mirror. That's, that's where everything starts to change. And our relationship has healed, and it continues to heal. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my program, and I got so inspired by all of this recovery that I became, inspired me to become a bomb family recovery coach. Um, I love our program. It's a family recovery program where we train coaches, and we also have a program for family members. And it's the only program that's family recovery trained for coaches that's accredited by the International Coach Federation. Um, it's not a fly-by-night, a few days, one weekend. It's a year and a half or more, depending on how long it takes you to do the work. And it's 160-plus uh, hours. Myself, I put in a lot of extra hours, and I do a lot of extra training. I still do extra training. I'm still doing training now. I just did intervention training, actually with somebody local, um, Mike Wilson of Bay State Research recovery services I just finished intervention training this weekend for a rise because I um, I just don't want to do whatever I can to be aware of services that are available to help families and family members so um, yeah I just I just love it and um, I, I'd love to hear if you have any questions that you may have that you think some other people may have Caroline um, yeah, thank you uh, so much for all the work that you do uh, to help family members. It's it's really great to see. Um, I guess some of the questions, well, I guess, and comments that, that I had um, were, you know, I, I just, I loved what you said about um, the family members and how, you know, family members of loved ones who are struggling tend to lose themselves in the other person or, you know, kind of become... I guess, codependent in, in ways. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest things that I do, you know, myself working as a recovery coach with people who are specifically, you know, trying to, you know, get recovery away from substances. Um, you know, a lot of times I do interact with families as well. And, um, you know, they're always wanting to get the answers from me. And I say, you know, I don't, I don't have all the answers. Um, but, you know, I can point you in the right direction, and, and I typically refer families to family support groups, um, you know, like Al-Anon or the Family Restored or Learn to Cope or BOM, you know, uh, these types of things because, um, you know, it, I have to protect my relationship with the person that I'm working with, you know. and um, mm -hmm. But a lot of times I'll say to them, you know, what, what's to family members, they'll say, what's your self-care? Mm -hmm. You know, like who's taking care of you? Mm -hmm. And usually they don't they don't have an answer because they have completely, you know, wrapped up their whole life in, in helping this person. And a lot of their other relationships go to the wayside, whether it's with their significant other or with their other children, um, you know. And, and so, like you said, it is a family disease and it does, um, you know, it, it affects everyone. And mm -hmm. and I and I truly believe that that, um, you know, it's really not. It's not until the, the family comes together on a unified front that, like, things will start to change, um, especially for the one who needs the help, you know, the loved one that's sick and suffering who needs the help. You know, they they, they really need that. They need, even if they, you know, balk at it, of course, because that's what, that's what <laughs> addicts do. They, they, they balk at consequences and, and boundaries, but, like, um, that's the best thing that you can do for them, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I... 
being on the other side of that now, you know, I feel like I've like adopted a lot of children because I'm not a, a mm-hmm. mom myself, but I've, you know, adopted a lot of uh, people that I've helped. And, you know, and, and I've even gotten into that role where I've felt burnt out and I felt like, you know, what, what do I do? Um, obviously, I have my own recovery program and principles to, you know, help me with that, with those things. Mm-hmm. And I have a support network to rely on. And I feel like families, a lot of families don't have that. You know, they, Mm -hmm. whether it's their other family members that they reach out to, you know, I mean, for me, like I was in in my opinion, like the black sheep of my family and my mom went to turn to everybody in the family and they didn't know how to, how to help me either, Mm -hmm. you know? So she, I, she must've felt so alone, you know, and, and felt like she didn't know what to do. I guarantee she felt the same way way you did walking mm-hmm. on eggshells around me. You know, wh- what do I say? What do I do? And, um, you know, now, like, looking back at that experience, I think about, wow, like, I can't even imagine being a mom having, being in that position. Like, how, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Even, even still, after all the things I've learned and all the training I've had, I mean, that's, that's your blood, you know, that's your family. It, it, it must be a very, a very difficult thing. So I think like the tools that you've learned through your training, um, you know, are, are very crucial. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a lack of that because like you said, these support groups are great. Um, but sometimes you need somebody who's been through that, um, and can give you clear direction, mm-hmm on or at least clear direction for them on how they can help themselves Mm. um you know and and i think that's that's something that's very much needed um especially nowadays and um i know that you had um mentioned well not not on here but i know before we got into the studio you mentioned um a family workshop that's coming up soon yes yes um actually starting october 14th monday nights six. 30 to 8:30 at the Banyan Treatment Center right here in Wilmington, Massachusetts. I'll be holding a 12-week in-person workshop for family recovery and it's curriculum based. Everybody will get a textbook and also a workbook and um, if they enroll or register by October 1st, they will get a 10% discount on their enrollment. And they could either uh, go on to my website, www.recoverypractices, with an S, dot U-S, and there's a page called Workshop. Uh, they could email me if they were interested, Colleen at recoverypractices.us, and my name is spelled C-O-L-L-E-E-N. <laughs> I know that can be spelled different ways, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's an amazing workshop, and it really um, there's a lot of transition that happens in 12 weeks, two hours every week, and there's also the in interaction and the um, you know identifying, relating to people who are going through the same, maybe not exactly the same, but the same emotions, the fear, the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, and the support the support of being in a network with other people, and um, also facilitated, you know, by myself, somebody who I'm trained and certified. It's, um, I know some workshops in family recovery um, are wonderful and um, facilitated by peers, 
Yeah, we do have the little bit of difference or big difference we have is the structure. You know, we have a book and we have a workbook. So, yeah, I'd love to have you families out there come and join us. And please feel free to contact me either way. I'd, I'd love to hear you. You know, in the workshop, we learn how to move from denial to awareness, how to let go of results and outcomes in mental obsession, learn how to effectively communicate with your loved one for recovery, to support their recovery. We learn about healthy boundaries, leverage, stages of change, how to be a change agent for yourself and your loved one, getting support, the crucial, essential getting support, healing relationships, and how to regain that lost inner peace and that calm. So lots, lots going on in that 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so... Uh, I know you mentioned uh, a basic text or a textbook and, and um, a workbook. Are, are any of these books available on Amazon or anything like that, or is it strictly through your training that that you get them all? The book is available through Amazon, the, the textbook, which is also a reading book. We use it in classes, textbook. It's called Be a Loving Mirror, B-A-L-M, author and founder of our program, Beverly Buncher, B as in boy, U-N-C-H-E-R. It's a fabulous book. It's a great handbook and guide. Even if you are not able to come to the workshop, even if you're not able to, we also have, I forgot to mention, a one-year comprehensive family recovery program, which is online, 24-7 support. We have uh, recordings of experts, recovered family members, recovered individuals. We have uh, five days a week uh, interactive live video um, group coaching. We also have, um, you can bring whatever it is that's going on with you and your family that week to the, and there, everything is facilitated. The live video conference uh, interviews or group coaching is uh, facilitated by certified bomb coaches. We also have a meditation for recovery, family recovery. We also have a journaling class facilitated by an international coach, um, certified coach that leads it and he's um, also it's about family recovery journaling that's really powerful and all of these uh, programs and um, interviews are recorded so if you miss them if you can't make it that we have them day and we have them at night different times day and night you can access them within 48 hours they put up on the website and um, so that's another way to get recovery and I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching too with family members. So there's three ways to get great recovery. Well, four, if you want to just read the book, mm -hmm. come to the workshop, do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, or join the one-year program. So there's four ways to get this family recovery. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast. And I will definitely be referring families to you in the future so thank you again thank you caroline and thank you for inviting me and for all of the work that you do in the community of wilmington thank you this podcast was produced at wctv wilmington community television